Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. listening to Gated Community, where every single week we talk about the career of Gareth Gates with his biggest and best fans. Now, one of Gareth's biggest fans is Desmond Simons. Now, Desmond Simons, how are you? Hello. So what attracted you to uh, the music of Gareth Gates? I love Gareth Gates. I loved him on Pop Idol. I loved him. Everything he's ever done. Oh, wow. Hold on a minute. This is a Gated Community. He's the same age as... Oh, he's, he's 38. Huh. Sorry, <laughs> it's ruined your podcast now. It's small screen notice. I loved it when he sang with the suit Kumas. Loved it. It's still small screen notice. <laughs> You're still listening to whatever you said at the beginning. <laughs> You're still listening to oh, it, roll titles. Let's go. Hello, you're listening to Small Screen Naughties with me, AMJ, and this guy. Hello, Chris Barnes. And if you're on Spotify, please give us five-star review because it's gone down to three. I'm not having this. Has it gone down to three? I don't know. We can still blame the Trevor Feel Good podcast for making people think there's actually celebrity guests on when they're not. But also, it might be at this point that it might be actually our show. So please oh. go to Spotify and give us some some love yeah give us love give us love we give you content you give us love that's how the world works you beautiful people uh, how's that... your week been sorry that's out of 10 people that have voted so i think the average is quite good that's not bad at all i'll take that any day of the week all right now now say your question again 
Uh, how, how, how has your week been? Good. It's been good. Did you watch the coronation? I didn't watch the coronation, no. Oh, you missed the comedy event of the year. What, what a sweaty nonce wearing medals. Flo and Benjamin was there. What? Flo- oh, someone would have told me. She was quite close to the front. Wow. <laughs> it's been quite the week, hasn't it? You missed Charlie getting his new hat. I did miss out on Charlie's brand new hat, which had like a kid's foot, didn't it? Charlie's new hat <laughs> that has adventures. And these adventures involve growing the rest of us out. It was really funny because he, he had to unrobe himself, kiss a ring, be giving a globe that looked like something out of Monty Python that everyone pointed out, um, then put the crown on. Yeah. And then when it was Camilla's turn, it was kiss the ring, put the hat on. There you go. Go on, love. Sod off. <laughs> there you go. You've had your fun. We wasted our time <laughs> on the first one. I thought she should have done it hers first. Well, save him for the headliner. He's the headliner. He should be on last. Yeah, but sometimes, like, a lot of old people would have loved the coronation. So I guess they wanted to get him on first so that they could go and have a nap or something like that. Yes. You didn't watch any of it. You didn't were watch... curious. You thought, oh, I'll have a little no. look. History I, I... is happening on my television set. Yeah, but it's not like the last... I was a big fan of the Queen. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Royals, but I was a big fan of her as a person. I just... Just knew what was going to happen. It's like watching Titanic. You know the ending, didn't you? You don't need a backstory. Super privileged bloke gets new hat. We're the only podcast talking about it and comparing it to Titanic. It's exactly that, though, isn't it? You know what's going to happen, and it's very similar to that. And I don't know about you, and I'm not going to go into it, a certain prince turning up who has <laughs> been connected with Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, every time I see him, I just, I just go into a rage. I went to see the carriages. Like, I went to the, the Royal Mews uh, a few months ago, and I wanted to push that golden carriage over and kick it to shit. Did you get these feelings when seeing stuff? I don't know. Maybe it's the working class inside of me. Adam's a bit pissed off because he got arrested earlier. I did. I got arrested for uh, kicking over the golden carriage, which was ironic after the coronation. I like the protesters was like, oh, they're using like face ID to try and find out who's been naughty. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? And if we've been really naughty, we might get a letter. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh. <laughs> Not a letter. Also, I've not enjoyed the last week. Is everyone has thought, oh, what a great time to bring back Coronation Chicken. And I'll tell you something, Coronation Chicken as itself is great. Those sickos, and I'll say it again, sickos who put raisins in it deserve to be shot. What's wrong with putting raisins in it? Raisins in Coronation, it's not right. Do you like raisins? Yes, and I like chicken, never the two shall It's like pineapple on pizza. I like pineapple. I like pizza. I like them together. It's fine. I like pineapple on pizza. Some people don't. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it's an acquired taste. But then again, tell me something that's better than a cheese and pineapple hedgehog. Like the ultimate bliss. It's only because it's shaped like an animal. Change it. What's your favourite animal? Uh, It used to be Kermit the Frog, but now they've changed his voice and he doesn't sound like Kermit the Frog anymore. And I'm annoyed. Cheese and pineapple Kermit. So, like, <laughs> your, next, your next party, you come in, and there's, like, a green with just loads of them stuck in his head. It's just going to look like he's doing... Oh. You're thinking of Hellraiser? No. Where they stick the pins in you. Acupuncture. That's it. It's just like he's been acupunctured a frog. Yes, the joke with Chris Barnes. <laughs> a brand new game show hosted by Brandy Wolf. <laughs> Guess the joke. <laughs> Almost did that at the competition. I saw that Johnny Vegas had this person... Once went up on stage and got halfway through the joke and said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what the punchline is, but I will continue. 
and he kept trying to talk and try to get to the punchline. He still couldn't remember it. And then he remembered another joke. And then he forgot that punchline as well. And I almost thought at the competition, shall I just start setting up jokes and not doing the punchline? I remember being in Edinburgh once and a certain comedian who renamed Nameless uh, went and had about seven pints before a gig and then did said gig and just did all the punchlines but didn't do any of the setups whatsoever. And to this day, I think it's the greatest thing I have ever seen on any stage ever. <laughs> just say it was Adam Morrison. I know it was. Oh, we all know. Yeah, but I don't know if he wants it out of there. He's quite proud uh, of that. He doesn't die that badly very often. But... Well, he doesn't die like like that but no one had died like that ever but he didn't care because he was that pissed <laughs> i've never seen that someone enjoy that as much as he did it it, it, it really he, he just didn't care he didn't know what was going on it, oh it's amazing i'll have a few beers i'll do some stand-up it'd be fine so with dishwasher you have to put it oh i can't remember how it ends as it, as it ends he, he, he generally the highlight for me was when he said them slugs have been back before realising he hadn't done the, the opening bit to it. But I don't think he did. Oh, he's great. What a day. So, uh, Where are all the comedians laughing in the background? Were you there when this happened? I was in hysterics, mate. I, I had to go outside for about five minutes to calm down and then come back in. <laughs> because it, 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 there's nothing quite like it, is it, when you're watching it from the other side? Because everyone's yeah. experienced a death. Mm. But it wasn't even a death because it's not... Is it a death if you haven't registered it as a death? You know, there's that shit face Shakespeare in Edinburgh. Yeah. We should do shit We do shit-faced stand-up. I reckon that could work. <laughs> the next the next Christmas do. <laughs> shit-faced stand-up. We're well, paralytic. You can't even stand up and you have to try and do your act. It's I think the heart. <laughs> Not called the harp. <laughs> it was called the art restrung, weren't it? Oh, oh maybe, man. maybe not. Maybe not. Or maybe we could get <laughs> like CGI characters and make them fight each other. Oh in, man! In Bamzuki. Yeah. Uh, can, can I just point out the clip that you showed me? Uh, mm. He sent me it. You didn't come around and put on a projector or anything. But like before the show started, there was an advert for a show called Serious Ocean where uh, they wanted a group of kids to go to the Antarctic mm. and they were taking applications. And the presenter said, oh, one more thing, you need to be able to swim. Do not apply <laughs> if you can't swim. But eight exceptional young people, could be you, aged between 12 and 15 years old, to take part in a brand new series later this year. The adventurers will head off on a voyage of discovery across the Pacific and around Cape Horn in South America. They'll be sailing through fjords and to unexpected islands to conduct research into penguins, the lovely seals and amazing dolphins. So if you want to bring out the explorer in you and think you can rise to the challenge, then here's how to get in touch. Go to our website, bbc.co.uk slash cbbc, click on CBBC Shows and then click on Serious Ocean. The expedition runs between the 17th 
uh, runs from the 17th of November 2007 and you must be able to swim. That's really, really, really important. And remember, you do have to be aged between 12 and 15. The closing date is Monday the 27th of August 2007. Get in touch and all the very best. And Paul, who's taking a load of kids to the Antarctic? You have to take groups of kids on days out. Have you ever got there and gone, none of you can swim and we're at the swimming pool? Right. No. <laughs> Home again. I've, I've never taken kids to... I'll tell you what, though. They love the sea. I think it, it's like crack to them. You, you sat there like just having like your sandwich on the beach and then all of a sudden you have to go in the sea and be like, no, come back. Have you ever been... Have you ever ended up going really far out in the sea? Yeah. Yeah, we we bought a rubber ring on holiday, and we kept moaning we wanted to go. We wanted to use it in the water, and then Dad went, "Go in, then go on." And we got in there, and it it blew us out to sea. And some bloke had to rescue me and bring me back in again. That's amazing. My mate oh. Sam the other day was telling a story about how him and his nan went out to sea, and it went too far, and they were like waving to the family on the shore, going like, "Help, help!" And they were just waving back like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> And like, apparently, some nine-year-old had to bring him back in. Great. Trust the nine-year-old to be the lassie and know what was actually happening. Oh, well, this is it. They're dying. Oh, they've got out too far. The sea. What a cruel mistress. A lot like Bamzuki. Uh, this, this. So the show started, and I thought it's definitely the year two thousand. Uh, and then Jake Humphreys made an appearance. He's the host, is he? He is the host, and he he put in a good shift. I don't think. He had learned how to host properly at this point. What's he? He hosts football, doesn't he now? Football, and he has a brilliant podcast called the Performance Podcast. Stop sending people. What? Hang on, that was one of your fake podcasts the other week. The Performance Podcast. Yeah, you said Performance Podcast. Did I? Have you? Yeah, you did when you talked about the West End shows. Doing. Oh God. Oh God. You Uh, you said it was the Performance Podcast. I've ruined it. I've ruined it. We've come full circle. I'll find the clip of you saying it. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to the Performance Podcast, the only podcast in the world that reviews every single West End show out of 20 and tells you what are the best ones to go and see. This week, we reviewed the East 17 musical just called Stay. And was it worth staying for the encore? Now, we've got the writer of the East 17 musical, in the studio with us. How are you, Brian Harvey? Hello. Oh, well. <laughs> We've learned a valuable lesson there. I thought it was that week when you said, please wel- welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre podcast with Richard Herring. I thought, that's, that's, that <laughs> must be a real one. To Wahelastapa. <laughs> uh, the Ian Wright podcast. Yes. It don't make no sense, does it? Uh, yeah. Or... um. Welcome. To... <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Mike Time Capsule with me, Mike Benton Stevens. <laughs> here today, I'm here with Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes, what do you think about time capsules? I like them. Right. Welcome to Small Screen Nineties. Yeah, yeah. So you say that, but 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 like the difference would be, I, I wouldn't call myself Mike Benton Stevens. You would. You would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any of it. You, you could do that. You go. You're listening to have a have a word with me, Dave Benson Phillip. Hi. Fact, Hunter John here. The podcast is called The High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphrey. Glad we cleared that up. Now fuck off back to the podcast. Bamzookies are basically the house robots of this thing. Right, right. There was a lot going on on this, and I had to do some research. Strapping listeners. 
I, as you know, most of you know, I'm a working class man who fights for working class rights, but it's been told for many people that he is not working class at all and actually middle class, but has slightly working class parents. Those kids on this, the minute uh, I'm from Oxford and I'm from Cambridge, I thought, I hate you. The gossip girls. The gossip girls. And I thought, yeah, do you gossip? What do you gossip about? The poor and your privilege? Is that what you gossip about? Glossy girls, welcome to Bamzuki. Good to see you. Now, one of you's from Oxford, one of you's from Cambridge. Does that mean that we're going to see the cleverest Zooks ever today? Most definitely. This Sorry. reminds me of the Ardman film, Flushed Away, which was... How? <laughs> which was the ambition of the show is quite good, but the technology isn't there yet for it to be good enough. I see what you did. And also, yeah. it would have been better with plasticine. It would have be been better with plasticine. How do they work? Are they what animated? Because is... they sort of go, oh, this will be a fast one. I thought, well, how do you know? I think someone just in the computer went, yeah, they made it on fast. But also, like, because you had to go online and program Yuzuki. Is that mm. what it's called? Yes, like, Azuk. So, so you're using early noughties technology to program a Zook. Mm. Uh, so basically it's robot wars, but imagine programming the robot, but when you're actually doing any of the tasks, not having any control of the robot and just running through the code. And oh, for the best. what I wanted to find was the blue screen of there being nothing there and the kids just yelling at a table. <laughs> Come on! Do you think it was just a projector then? Like... I'd, or something, because they can't just be yelling at a table. I think they were just yelling at a table. They did, or maybe the screen was above them; they could see what was going on. But that table definitely had nothing on it. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the middle of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back. It was a weird old concept. A weird concept and make it, and everything looked very similar. Uh, and the first episode, because we watched two listeners. Oh, <laughs> I gave up after the first one. I told oh, you to. Thank God it means I don't have to talk, talk about the second one. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert the kids from Cambridge and Oxford won everything, and the others won nothing because there was one point where they forgot to put on any legs on the back of one of the robots. Is, are they robots? I don't know what they are. They're Zookies. They are badly programmed, money for nothing, CGI animated. Did you ever try and find to see if you could create one? Because I did and I couldn't find it anywhere. There were links to things and I thought that would just give me a virus if I download that. I wanted to find out if I could make one for the show, but I couldn't find one. Just have it in it. I just didn't. It's a, it's a great idea, but but as you say, the technology wasn't there. And also, in an ideal world, like they would have been programmed in, so they're then put into the program, so then it's done nice and fair. Mm. But I don't believe, judging on how bad Walking with Dinosaurs looked at this point, that they had the technology for that. So what I think has happened, some kids have just drawn some CGI things and someone's just animated it. It was... Doctor, doctor, you know, he didn't have a doctorate. Mrs. Pop, Tiny Tim, Wiggly Wendy, and Rampage. You could tell Rampage was a robot, weren't he? From Robot Wars. Yeah, I think he was. That's it. Jake Humphreys just went to one of the teams and went, Your designs are weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. My favourite is Mrs. Pop, as she is so fast. My favourite's Wiggly Wendy. She's just the perfect shape for a zook. I have to say, all your zooks look weird. Mrs. Pop is absolutely massive. We'll have to wait and see whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But congratulations for designing such brilliant zooks. Good luck today. He asked one of the kids as well, how are you feeling after he'd lost three in a row? And he went, well, obviously not very good. And I thought that's when you know. And I don't think, oh, I think he was, I think he did this job because he know, knew better things was going with old Jake. Yes, he did. You know, when you do like a gig or something and you think, if I do this, then it means I'm in line for something good after. And I think very much this this was his style of presenting throughout. This is if I keep doing this, I'll be hosting match of the day too soon. Well, this is it. Well, hopefully, I'd love that. You don't like football, though, do you? No, not really. Uh, I didn't say I was. I did, uh, sorry, I didn't say I was going to watch it. <laughs> Just saying he's going to host <laughs> it. <laughs> on, one of the kids. One of the kids as well. Like where there was like the group of three who were the privileged. Uh, he. <laughs> And there was two like, oh, we have a brother who we go to and he helps us out with anything. And that kid looked like he was about 45. Well, this kid can do play the piano, he can do painting, he can play the guitar, he can do a handstand, which is very important when you're designing a robot, and yeah. he can do, we can do some ironing. Yeah, when making a robot, he neglects to put legs on it. But, but he did have legs. It did have legs, didn't it? it? it no, they had no back legs. And just why none of it were. And then they asked, why did, uh, how do you think you, uh, what's it he asked the Cambridge and Oxford one? Oh, uh, why do you think you did so well? Well, we just uh, designed the robots uh, for the tasks that were ahead of us. Thought, yeah. Now, these lads were too busy coming up with the names, which was Bug, Grog, Sumo and Spouse, which is a spider and a mouse. 
Pretty clever, isn't it? They took the afternoon off when they thought of that, didn't they? They did. Sadly, they took the afternoon off and then never finished the back of the robots. Shall we call them robots? They're robots, aren't they? But this game, all the skill is in creating it. Once it starts, it's like, it's random and it's basically playing deal or no deal. There's nothing you can do to help out the zooks. You know when people say, like, AI is going to kill us all? I think Mm. we're all right. Well, I downloaded some AI jokes and most of them were stole off the internet. What jokes were they? Did you look and think, shit, these are mine? Why did the chicken cross the playground? I don't know. To get to the other slide. That's quite good. <laughs> don't, no, don't, don't say that about the AIs, because then they'll make more. I'm not, there's an AI listed to the podcast. <laughs> I was, um, why if did you the scare- are an AI generator and you listen to this, please give us five stars. Uh, why did the scarecrow win an award? Because it was outstanding in its field. Yes, I think that's got a bit of dust on it, that joke. I made a video about it and I said, I think maybe that was in Mrs. Brown's boys. Uh, why has uh, Noddy got a bell on his hat? <laughs> why has Noddy got a bell on his hat? Because he's a cunt. There we go. <laughs> why Noddy? Out. Why of all the, the characters <laughs> you could come up with from kids' telly? The Wombles, come on. <laughs> no no Wombles have bells on their hat, so. No, but they're basically on the extinction march, aren't they, all the time, cleaning up all the rubbish? I don't, I don't think that's how that... Is that how you see the wombles? There and then salutate. They're gluing themselves to roads so people can't get through. But a womble wouldn't be meant. It. Could you imagine a womble gluing itself to a road? It'd be painful. <laughs> Pulling all the fur out. You're sick. I'm sorry. No wombles were hurt in the making of this film. I like the idea also. Sorry. Like <laughs> no. the, someone from Extinction Rebellion listened into this and thinking, we need that mascot. Phone up or an Oko. <laughs> well, you saw Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it's horrible what they did to animals. It is horrible what they did to animals. Did you like it? Yeah, I like I like right at the end when... I'm going to have to beep that out. <laughs> That's what I did it for. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't. You, can't, you, can't. you literally... <laughs> I, 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 no, I would upset any community if I think it's funny. But God help me, I won't go after the Marvel fan base. It's weird to see Iron Man back. <laughs> my uh, my joke all used to be with Joseph in a Star Wars film, which was Yoda turned up when he went to the toilet, and one film he does turn up in the middle. Spoilers. <laughs> Hello, Joseph Bartram, friend of the show. You got a friend in me. So there's Zook in a China shop. Yeah, I wrote down China on my notes. I'm glad you've cleared up. That's what it was. And they just knocked down stuff. Grog shit, I put. Yeah, I uh, also thought like when they were knocking down, surely the key for being a a, gro- uh, a Zook in a China shop would be to avoid the obstacles. Yeah, it wouldn't be to knock them all down. It... But I reckon it's harder to program that yeah. than it is just to knock everything down. Apparently the team were yelling out, um, Grog, you are the man, they were yelling out. And then later on, Jake Humphrey said, well, he wasn't the man, was he? Boys, no. what can I say? Sean, throughout that, you were shouting, Groggy, you're the man, but on this occasion he wasn't, was he? No, I'm afraid not. It's one word, luck. And then they okay. did... Sorry. Oh, she was. He was. He was thinking about the that... <laughs> Speaking match about the day... that lucrative match... match of the day job. In the match distance. of the day, too. <laughs> Staring outside the window of the studio and instead of seeing the sun, just seeing a massive football. 
when Gary Lineker got told off for writing those comments on Twitter, he was the only person DMing him going, keep going, Gary, keep writing, keep writing them so I can have your job. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> have Speak a go labour as well. Go on. Stick all the boxes. Bring I'll up the keep... Wombles. Mention I'll... the Wombles. I'll keep your seat warm, mate. I'll keep it warm for you. Oh, mate. How many times do you reckon that's happened in the past where someone's just constantly been like, do you know what, mate? I think you should definitely go ahead and do that. Are you, uh, what are you, what are you staring at? Oh, oh, sorry, that was the table. <laughs> what, what you, oh, oh, the table. I thought yeah, you what were are they looking at? Just crazed at how technology works. I well, think I... it's a projection. Have you been to Dover Castle? No. No, oh, this would be new to you. So in Dover Castle, they've got wartime tunnels. And on one of those, they have a downward projection of what happened at the Battle of uh, Dunkirk. Mm. Now, I thought, hold on a minute, this is very similar to the Battle... This is very similar to Dunkirk. Not the idea of the show we watched, but the projections used. I'm not saying there was big, big bugs there. It would have been terrible. But it looked like there would have been a down projector, like, on a table. And then they would have just been like... But then again, those kids, I don't know, were they just clapping to an empty table? Had touch screen, did it though? I don't know because they were going up and going, We have that one, we'll press it, and then it went off. But maybe they didn't, maybe, maybe they were just a projector. <laughs> maybe there was a man just going, Right, I press the button and put the cross across. Now you've used that one. Do you reckon when they were commissioning this, they were in the CBBC office and everyone was there? Otis Yarbuck, who is now head of BBC, was sat there going, We need ideas. And someone said, I'd love to do this show, but we'd have to do it in the future. And he went, no, we'll do it now. <laughs> and then people was like, the technology is simply not ready to do this. And he was like, no, we're definitely making it. It looks terrible as well. It's a bit like the 2000 series of, sorry, 2005 series of Doctor Who. Where when it came out, everyone was like, it's got CGI graphics. It's really good. And you watch it back now and go, oh, my God, it's not even rendered. <laughs> it's not even rendered. But but like even if it was rendered, it'd probably make it look worse. <laughs> this is the reboot of the CBBS, which was is a good idea, but the technology's not there yet. It's an odd one, isn't it? CGI as well, because like it either if you look at the two that stick out for me, if you look at Paddington or you look mm. at Rocket Raccoon, they look mm. absolutely brilliant. They look like they're in the scene. You feel emotions and stuff, and then you look at other CGI. In the same year, anything in the film Aquaman. <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear, you think, hmm, <laughs> maybe, maybe not have had that Monday off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so they did hurdles where they, where they made them run across hurdles and they did the weakest souk where they had to pull a bit of into a wall and one that didn't run into a wall would end up in a pit. I thought that was kind of a bit, a bit weird because I thought they were pushing the wall <laughs> to push the other one. I don't know, it just... Yeah, for, I didn't understand me, what was going on. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand how they weren't controlling them as well. It's like Robot Wars. I've said that already, but it's like that if they're taking out the element of controlling anything and the fun of it, kind of, oh, we've made this. And it's yeah. a lot of, like, I don't know, even the kids on it as well were all just, oh, bless them, they're only kids, but... Bloody hell, if you were to watch the episode the, the episode afterwards, you would watch a bunch of kids who were all sprinters who got their inspiration from one of the kids who broke the school running record 
after 20 years. Oh, I did see that bit. And then I, I thought, oh, wow. It's not, it does, I don't like that. I don't like it when someone who is in like doing sports and is into like athletics then gets into nerdy stuff. I'm like, this is our territory, mate. Fuck off. It don't feel right. I like this show because it was 15 minutes long. Like, yeah, I did yes. like it because it was 15 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> not as much as Jake Humphrey liked it for being 15 minutes long because he phoned it in for exactly three minutes and then completely zoned out. Even him, even him staring at the camera at one point was going, am I doing this? Am I looking at this table with these things? And they all look like bugs. They did. Everyone had been watching too much Bugs Life and thought, let's just make a bug. I had a, I had a weird dream last night because I've done a lot of gigs and I've been working quite a lot recently. Uh, after I'd watched this, I walked back. And then I, I, this dream I had was like, all of a sudden I was outside in Winnipeg, never been a Winnipeg. And I looked at the stars and all the stars turned into zooks and started attacking me. And I had to have a massive fight with like CGI monsters. And then I woke up for a piss. Have you been watching Race Across the World? No. Oh, that's in I've Canada. Been racist Across the World, where <laughs> Nigel Farage goes around the world being racist. What he thinks of them. Ah, nah. um, we're not having a pop at you, Nigel. It's just low hanging fruit. So, what would you give this? Oh, uh, I'd press the delete button. Oh, come on. You've got to give it something. I've got to give it something. I, I just do not know how this was made and showed to someone in CBBC. 200, 200 points. Uh, no, someone must have shown you this. You know, like before you like do something going, what do you think of this? And someone went, yes. Now, that person was either pissed or mm. just didn't care or was on the mm. last day of the job. I'll give it 200. No, I'll give it 175. 180. No, I'll give it 119, and that's only because it's got Jake Humphreys in it. You just made it higher than what I said. I did, because I'm changing my mind, and I'm giving it that, because he went on to have a good career afterwards, and he saw it as a Mm. stepping stone. Because he saw an opportunity, mate, and he took it. No one else would have hosted this. They would have walked away. But even even though he phoned it in, there was times I was looking into Jake Humphrey's dead eyes. Dead, dead eyes. He was still there. He still turned up and hosted a show that no one would care about. And I guarantee no one has mentioned this for about five years. Not even the kids on it. Because why would the Cambridge and Oxford people mention this? They're busy earning loads of money and screwing the rest of us over. Even Miles Jupp, when he's in Barramori, he didn't, he didn't phone it in. He was he there all the time. It was, that was not a stepping stone. Balamori is a constant piece of work for everyone. We do Balamori next week. No, no, we're not doing Balamori. More kids' shows, come on. No, 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 no. (laughs) 2000s was a weird time for kids' shows. The only problem with these kids' shows is that we never watched them. We've not got the nostalgia for them either. We're like, what the hell was this? If we got a little kid on from the 2000s, he'd go, I love this. This was my favourite show. I, I don't think he would. I think there's that weird time where the BBC were trying CGI and everyone knew it looked a bit more crap to the rest of it. It was around the same time of what was that other one on ITV that we need to do? Primeval. Yes. Remember that? Remember that? We have the technology, we just don't know how to use it. (laughs) We don't have the scripts either, I don't think, with with Primeval. And I mean, like, someone plays Turok Dinosaur Hunter, then all of a sudden that comes out. Just saying. So let's... What what we agreed on? Oh, sorry, uh, one hundred and ninety. Yeah, I think that's very high. But let's. <laughs> well, in the old days, that'd be high. <laughs> Nowadays, that's right at the bottom of the leaderboard. 
because there's a changeover. Have you noticed where things were funny in the 90s because they didn't know how bad it was? But yes. now it's like, oh, this is crap. So let's uh, lock it in. Bamzuki. I was going to say Kabuki. Kabuki. <laughs> it's a nice I'm thinking Sheffield. Uh, also, uh, in other news, did you see Mr. Blobby on uh, Britain's Got Talent? I did, and I was wondering who did Noel Edmonds agree to this? Did they ask for the copyright of Mr. Blobby? Why is Mr. Blobby pretending to do a magic trick on Britain's Got Talent? I loved it. I think it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Like, the idea... Why did he buzzed himself off at one point and just just gunging Simon and the look on his face? He hated every minute of it. Have you I ever just, been gunned? I haven't been gunned. No, it's quite the experience, especially if you don't know it's coming. Almost like watching Bamzuki. So bye bye everybody. Bye bye. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.